Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us as we continue in preparation for the great feast day, June the 25th, 2021, the 40th anniversary of the Medjugorje apparitions. This retreat that we have started, all of us even here in community have grown tremendously over the past few days as we have heard some of the various things that a friend of Medjugorje has said through the years. And tonight, we have something very special planned for you tonight. When a friend of Medjugorje first got involved with Medjugorje. Just in conversation with people, there was always a need to know more information about Medjugorje. He found that oftentimes he would end up in conversation for hours speaking to people about Medjugorje. So he wanted to come up with some way of being able to give something to people that they could listen to that would tell them everything that they needed to know about Medjugorje. And so after spending some time working on this, in 1991 he released the special audio documentary Between Heaven and Earth, which is the story of Medjugorje. Tonight, we're going to share with you that special documentary. After all these years, it still continues to be one of our most favorite things to listen to. So this is Between Heaven and Earth by a friend of Medjugorje. Between Heaven and Earth, the story of Medjugorje, was written by a friend of Medjugorje and was recorded in 1991. This presentation still remains the most complete introduction to the events of Medjugorje. When the apparitions began, and when this audio documentary was recorded, Medjugorje was within the boundaries of what was then Yugoslavia, and under the communist rule of that country. In the decades since, several geographical, political, and societal changes have taken place in the region. And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars, and she was with child. Dear children, you have a large and heavy cross to bear, but don't be afraid to carry it. My son is there to help you. Every journey begins with the first step. From man's first wondering look into the night sky to his footprints on the moon, the first step sets a direction that often leads to unexpected and wondrous places. The young people in this story had no idea that on an ordinary day in their lives they would set off on an incredible journey an adventure of body and soul that rather than taking them around the world would bring the world to them these young travelers make their journey not by placing one foot before the other but by falling to their knees Without setting foot beyond the borders of their little village, they have seen what men only dream of in trembling sleep. They are led by the most trustworthy guide and are accompanied by flights of angels. There is no map to chart their travels. We only know their journey takes them somewhere between heaven and earth. It is a true story. The setting is modern-day Yugoslavia. In a mountainous region not far from the coast of the Adriatic Sea, there lies a tiny village, Medjugorje. The name means between the hills. For hundreds of years, little Medjugorje has nestled quietly in these mountains. Generations of its sturdy people living out the cycle of their lives, planting and harvesting their crops in the fertile land. They're living and dying, weaving unspectacular threads into the tapestry of human history. A small and unremarkable place, perhaps, until we remember that Nazareth was also a small, unremarkable place. 
On June 24, 1981, two teenage girls took a walk along a dirt road that curves around the base of a rocky hill in Medjugorje. Glancing up the hill called Mount Podberdo, one of them saw a strange light on the hillside. Looking closer, she saw the light shimmering around the figure of a woman dressed in robes. The figure beckoned to them, but the two girls became frightened and ran home. Curiosity and awe drew them and others back several times over the next two days, and they saw the vision each time. Finally, a group of six approached the woman. One of them spoke, asking, Who are you? And their incredible journey began with these six words, I am the Blessed Virgin Mary. Should one believe such a story told by impressionable teenagers? After all, their parish priest didn't believe them. Neither did their families, nor many of the local people. But something in their story compelled belief. For all these people did come to believe. And since that first day, over 16 million people have been drawn to Medjugorje and millions more around the world have embraced the events that occurred there as reassurance that in an increasingly troubled world, God has not forgotten us. The flood of visitors has transformed the little village as well as the visionaries. They have had their lives converted into public property, their plans for the future altered, and for some, obliterated. They have suffered in many ways for this gift, yet none of them would wish to return to life the way it was before that day in June of 1981. Here is their story. In their own words, nothing is invented. Wednesday, June 24th, was the day of the Feast of St. John the Baptist. It was late in the afternoon. It had been raining on and off all day. Mariana and myself, we went for a walk. Ivanka Ivankovic, age 15, was walking with her friend Mariana Dragikovic, age 16. Ivanka was the first to see something unusual. When we were returning home, for some reason we looked toward the hill and saw a bright figure. I said, Mariana, look, the Madonna. Mariana waved her hand and said, Come on, you think the Madonna would appear to us? And we continued on our way home. They went to the house of Milka Pavlovic, a friend, and told her what Ivanka had seen. Milka asked them to go with her to round up her sheep, for this chore would take them past the spot of the apparition. Mariana remembers that again, Ivanka was the first to see the vision. I remember she was pale as chalk, and she told me, Look now, please. And when I saw her face, the expression on her face, I looked up and I saw. I couldn't see the face exactly to discern, but something told me it was Mary. It was Mary. At that moment, another friend, Viska Ivankovic, age 16, ran up. She had just returned from school in another town. When I got to where they were, Mariana said, Look up there, the Madonna. I said, What do you mean, the Madonna? What is the matter with you? I did not even look. Did not even take the time to bother to look. Viska ran back toward the village and met 16-year-old Ivan Dragikovic, who was picking apples. She persuaded Ivan to return to the hill with her because she was afraid. But when we got there, I turned toward Ivan and asked, Do you see anything? He was gone. I saw him running away. It was now about 6.30 in the evening, and the sky was growing darker with the threat of rain. Visca was afraid, but determined to stay and see what the others saw. And what I saw was very white. I saw a gown, dark hair. All the time she was covering and uncovering something she held in her left hand. 
I was not able to see what else she was doing, but it looked like she was showing something. Then she called to us to come closer. But who was going to get any closer? They went back to Milka's house where they met her older sister, Maria. And told her we had just seen the Madonna on the hill. She just laughed and did not want to talk about it. Some people tried to tease us. My sister said, maybe they saw a flying saucer. We thought, let them talk. The next day, Ivanka, Mariana, and Visca went back to the spot. Milka had chores to do and stayed home. But her sister Maria went, and so did Ivan, and Ivanka's cousin, 10-year-old Yakov Kolo. Following along was a local priest and some people from the village. Visca. The Madonna called to us to go up the hill, and we went. The witnesses all verify what happened next. We did not think whether we shall go to her or what, for there was something stronger in us which drew us closer to her. And from the road to the place of the apparition, it was as if we were floating, as if we were not touching the earth. The hill they were climbing, Mount Podberdo, is not a grassy slope. It is a steep, rocky place, barren, except for tough, thick bushes and dense brambles. It is difficult to climb, and nearly impossible to climb at a run. She beckoned us with her hand. We did not feel anything at that moment, not even the rocks nor the brambles. We felt like we were flying. Some people later said it was indescribable at what speed we were running. It was as if we had wings. When we were about two meters from the Madonna, we felt as if we were thrown to our knees. Yakov was thrown into a thorny bush, and I thought he would be injured. But he came out of it without a scratch. There was incredible light. The Blessed Mother held the baby Jesus in her arms, covering and uncovering him as she called to us. Ivanka asked the Blessed Virgin Mary about her own mother, who had died a month earlier. The Blessed Mother told her that her mother was in heaven, that her mother was with her, and that she was well. The apparition that second day lasted 10 to 15 minutes, and many had gathered on the hill. When we were about to leave, the Madonna seemed to be hovering in the air, and we didn't know what to say. Then she said to us, go in God's peace. Our heads were turned in the direction she was leaving, all in the same direction. No one said anything, but everyone was frightened. Thus ended the second day of apparitions. The children were now bonded in a permanent group. Only they would see the Madonna, and together would face the consequences of their experiences, no matter what the cost. On the third day, the events on the hill took on a different tone, for on this day, the visionaries began a lasting dialogue with Mary. The Madonna appeared in a different place on the hill this day, and an intense light shined down on the mountain, possibly to guide the visionaries through the crowd that had gathered to the meeting place. This light was witnessed by many, who took it as a sign of the truthfulness of the events. Marinko Ivankovic, a neighbor accompanied the children that day. I had taken some holy water from my house to sprinkle around the vision in order to see what she is, the Madonna or a devil. But when we had climbed up the hill and knelt down, I gave the holy water to Visca. It was I who sprinkled the apparition, and I said in a loud voice, If you are Our Lady, stay with us. If you are not her, leave us. I went quite near her and did not spare the water. She smiled. I think she was pleased. We asked questions. We had been told to ask her name and why she had come to our village. She said, I am the Blessed Virgin Mary. She also said, I came here because there are many devout believers here. I have come to convert and reconcile people. Word quickly spread through the neighboring hamlets and villages, and it has been estimated that two to three thousand people witnessed the apparition that day. 
the visionaries all said that as Mary ascended at the apparition's end, she smiled and blessed the crowd. With so many witnesses gathering each day on the hill, the experiences of the six were quickly accepted by the people of Medjugorje. Not by all, however. Miriana, in particular, who lived in Sarajevo and usually spent summers in Medjugorje with her grandmother, felt the critical eye of the non-believers. Some of them believed, some of them didn't. They looked at us strangely, some of them laughed at us. Since I was from Sarajevo, everybody thought that I had brought drugs and that I was drugging the rest of the children, and we'd only seen Our Lady because of that. I cried because I did not know why. Why could people think something like that? The only consolation was when Mary came, because she gave us strength and courage, and she used to say the persecution was going to stop, and soon it did. The local priests, however, had an obligation to be skeptical, for the church does not take claims of apparitions lightly. The parish priest of Medjugorje, Father Yozo Zavko, was sympathetic, but did not believe. All of this was so strange to me. It was almost unreligious, unfounded, without some certain depth. Jesus said, you do not need any special signs because the sacrament, the church, are the signs for us of the word of God. Father Yozo may have been sympathetic, but there was no doubt that the civil authorities were not. In 1981, Yugoslavia was a communist state, and although religion was legal, it could not be practiced in public. No, the gatherings on the hill would be watched very closely for signs of subversion. On the fourth day, the authorities acted. The visionaries were taken by officials from the Ministry of the Interior to a police station in nearby Sitlak. Interrogators could not shake the children's story, and a medical examination found nothing unusual. The visionaries returned to the hill in time for the fourth apparition. Over the next few days, the civil authorities harassed the children and their families. Here is Maria. Our parents, they were menaced. They threatened our brothers and sisters. They used to say they would do this and do that to us. Still, the children refused to recant. The apparitions continued, and the crowds on the hill grew larger. All the while, Father Yozo was watching. Everyone in my parish and thousands of pilgrims were convinced that Our Lady was appearing. I could not put it in its proper place and believe. I was afraid to believe so that I found myself in conflict with them. Father Yozo was confounded by the children's almost desperate need to go to the hill each evening and was most concerned by their flagrant disregard of the police threats. They could not understand why they were not allowed to speak, why their movements were prohibited, why they were closed in their homes. So they tried to escape through the window, through the roof, and they were always trying to get to the church. Of course, for them, Our Lady was giving messages through the church, so their powerful testimony flew in the face of the police when they said, we forbid you to mention Our Lady that you have seen her. The children said, who are you to forbid us? For Our Lady has told us, I need you. But the police said, we shall punish you and put your parents in jail. So this powerful testimony was given by this small group of six children in front of God, before the church, before people. God kept on giving his sign. This was a turning point for me in my priestly life. Even so, Father Yozo could not quite bring himself to believe. His impasse was broken on the eighth day when events began to tumble out of control. On Thursday afternoon, July 2nd, the police arrived in Medjugorje. No one had to ask what they wanted. For hours, the children evaded them in a desperate game of hide-and-seek. While we were going across the fields and hiding from the police, on every curve in the road there was a group of policemen keeping watch, and they did not let anybody pass, so we ran through the tobacco fields, through vineyards, and behind the church. 
Father Yozo was alone in the church, praying for guidance. I was sad. I was talking to Jesus in my thoughts. Then I opened the Bible just accidentally. It was Exodus. I looked at the text and saw how Moses comforts his people after his talk with God. So I went on conversing with God. You are the God of living people. I feel that my parish is in great crisis. At that moment, I heard a voice, a human voice, which said, Come out now and protect the children. I was not even disturbed by this voice. It was so close to me. I, I, I went outside by the middle door of the church and saw the children coming with great speed, gasping for breath. Protect us. The police are persecuting us, pursuing us. At that moment, Father Yozo opened the door, and he was overjoyed. He embraced us and kissed us, and he told us not to be afraid. I opened the rectory and put them into a room. It was a library, and I told them, you stay here. I went outside and turned back toward the church. A policeman was running towards me. He saluted me. He asked whether I had seen the children. I said, yes. He went running so fast toward the village, toward their houses, thinking they had gone there, and I went into the church again. Shortly after, an apparition occurred in that rectory room, and seven more would take place there over the next few days. Meanwhile, word spread around Medjugorje that a service would be held in the church at six o'clock. Father Yozo states, that the church was packed right up to the altar. The community was now solidly behind the visionaries. In the weeks that followed, apparitions resumed on the hill. Enormous crowds continued to gather until finally, on August 12th, the police declared the hill off-limits to everyone. Mount Podberdo, however, soon became known as the Hill of Apparitions. Interestingly, it was Father Yozo who put an end to the police harassment of the visionaries by reminding everyone of a law forbidding the questioning of minors without the consent of their parents. In doing this, Father Yozo diverted police attention away from the children and onto himself, although the authorities would await the proper time to act. And so, the apparitions continued in the fields, the woods, in people's homes, and finally, when the weather turned cold, back into the church, where the Franciscan fathers accepted and embraced the visionaries. inside the church of St. James in Medjugorje. It is about 5.40 in the evening and the church is full. This is where most of the apparitions have taken place since 1981. What do the visionaries see when Our Lady visits? First, Yvonne. When the time comes, I pray the rosary for her coming. And when she comes, I stop. First, a light appears. Some kind of shiny, unclear picture would begin to approach us. And in a moment, there she is before us. Clear, beautiful, happy. Sometimes she would appear as soon as we made the sign of the cross. And at other times, we would pray some 10, 15 Our Fathers. And she would finally appear. Praised be Jesus. We always answer, now and forever, Jesus and Mary. She's dressed in gray, with a white veil and black hair. She has blue eyes, very beautiful eyes. And around her head are always twelve stars, like a crown. In the first days, we were afraid. Later, we became free of this fear, and we feel Our Lady is our mother and friend. I would say it is a relationship between a mother and a daughter. I remember now those first days when I swooned, when my palms were sweating. But now this is quite normal, for I know that someone is coming to whom I can confide everything, to whom I can ask for everything, and whom I know hears me from the heart. 
Certainly for me, I, I had an image of Our Lady in my heart, but I could not imagine her as my best friend. Very close, intimate contact it is, something that we can't describe. For the millions of people who have responded to the story of the apparitions at Medjugorje, descriptions and explanations are not necessary. They remember that Jesus asks us to accept God on faith without the proof of miracles. But there is one question we should all feel compelled to ask. Why? Why here? Why now? We can find an important historical reason for Mary's appearances in Medjugorje. Since the days of the prophets of the Old Testament, God has sent messengers in times of crisis. So, in a very real way, the most important message about the apparitions is that it is the mother of Jesus herself who appears. For Mary is God's most special messenger, sent in times of most special need. She often appears to children. After all, she is a mother. Remember her first words to the seers? I am the Blessed Virgin Mary. I came here because there are many devout believers here. I have come to convert and reconcile people. Since that first day, Mary has been giving specific messages to the children intended for all mankind. Here is Yaakov. The main messages Our Lady has given to us, which are forever the same, are prayer, conversion, peace, repentance, fasting, and the Holy Mass. These messages she repeats day in and day out because they are the most important messages we should do. These are simple words but they contain seeds of inspiration. The five messages of faith, that is, the call to prayer, fasting, repentance, conversion, and peace are familiar to all Christians and are basic to our faith. They are the conditions for peace on earth. Father Svetozar Kraljevic, who has written a book on the apparitions, sees the messages as an invitation to return to the faith. In the midst of these events, one has to search for the Spirit of God, for God's presence within His own heart and in the community. Actually, Our Lady is creating the conditions here which are perfect for you and for me to become better human beings. God, through Our Lady, is offering no less than a second chance. Just as the disciple Thomas looked again at Christ's wounds, and just as Ivanka and Miriana went back to the hill that first day, we too are offered another chance to meet the challenge of God's love. Listen to Visca. She wants everyone in the whole world to be saved, to live in God's loving presence. She has come to call all the people in the world to convert and listen to her messages. It is dangerous to live in sin. She reminds us that God never refuses forgiveness to any of his children who ask. Peace through conversion and conversion by fasting, prayer and repentance. Still, why is Mary urging us at this time in history toward conversion and adherence to the faith? Dear children, your prayer has helped my plan to be fulfilled. Pray continually for their complete fulfillment. I beg the families of the parish to pray the family rosary. The Blessed Mother often speaks of the plans for the parish and their importance in the world. We should remember that when Mary begins each message with, Dear children, she is speaking to all her children in the world, including you and me. Dear children, this evening I ask you to pray for the unity of the parish, for my son and I have a special plan for this parish. Here is part of her special plan, and it answers the question, why now? The visionaries were told that they would be entrusted with ten secrets. Some of these secrets or prophecies have significance for the world. Some concern the seers' personal lives. 
Some concern the church and parish of Medjugorje, and still others are for the church as a whole. Some of the secrets are very serious and constitute chastisements for the world's sins. They have been imparted over the years and will come to pass when all six visionaries have the ten secrets. Until then, the visionaries can say nothing. As Yakov says, I can only say that I have nine secrets, and the secrets will be disclosed when Our Lady says so. Talkative Visca says little more. I can say that I have nine secrets, and I am waiting for the tenth one. And shy Ivan is even more closed-mouthed than usual. About the secrets, I can say nothing. Secrets are usually associated with Marian apparitions. This was the case in Lourdes and Fatima. Like the daily messages, they are a means for God to speak directly with the men and women of a particular age to give advice in time of great spiritual need. Few would disagree that we live in just such an age. Ivanka and Miriana, the first to see Our Lady in 1981, have already received the Ten Secrets and have stopped having daily apparitions. As of June 1991, the others have nine secrets. Our Lady has told Miriana that she will be given three days warning before each secret unfolds, so she may tell the world and all the people will believe. Of course, there are always those who do not believe, who for one reason or another refuse to believe. What does one say to them? Our Lady said we should testify with our lives and pray for them, for only in this way can we help them, and that is the most important thing. One group not interested in prayer or help was the Yugoslav government, which from the beginning was suspicious of the apparitions. To these committed communists there is no God, so they look for a political plot behind the happenings. Thwarted in their attempts to intimidate the children and their families, but needing to take some action, they focused on a lone figure, a stationary target, Father Jozo Zofko, the parish priest. Since that remarkable day when he heard the mysterious voice in the church, Father Yozo had been loudly outspoken in support of the visionaries. To the police, this was not religion, it was sedition. When I started to be a witness for Medjugorje, immediately they were all against me, the police, the regime. They said I should leave the church or they would close it down. I could not bring myself to do that. I could not do that. And the only way out for them was to put me in prison. On August 16th, police prevented the parishioners from attending the six o'clock mass. They blocked up the church doors, but the people refused to leave the area. Thousands and thousands of people, hundreds and hundreds of policemen, and these people were standing with rosaries in their hands, praying. Helicopters were in front of the very church, a few feet above the ground, and the people were not afraid. A bus full of trained dogs came, and the soldiers saw the people holding only the rosary and praying. And they were surprised, astounded. Finally, the police simply parted, and the people began to swarm into the churchyard and remained praying and crying all night. Father Yozo was arrested at 7 o'clock the next morning. He was tried two months later and convicted of fostering sedition. The sentence was three and a half years. But due to international pressure, Father Yozo was released after 18 months. After his release, Father Yozo was assigned to a parish not far from Medjugorje, and his church is visited by hundreds, sometimes thousands, of pilgrims daily. A visit to Medjugorje is an opportunity to participate in living biblical history. To witness an apparition is to feel 
the reassuring hand of God on one shoulder. It is also for scientific minds a chance to examine one of the most fascinating phenomenon in all of science, an ongoing paranormal event. They put all kinds of devices on us. We don't know what because we are not acquainted with these things. At the beginning of the tests, I must admit I was afraid, and I did not consent to being tested. I said, I'll ask Our Lady, and Our Lady said, all right, do it. I am a non-believer, and therefore I went to Medjugorje in a critical spirit, ready to welcome any evidence that would show up a fake. Dr. Marco Martinelli is a neurophysiologist and an expert in ecstasy and altered states of consciousness. In September 1985, Dr. Martinelli performed tests on some of the seers, measuring brain and heart activity before and during apparitions. He also used a lie detector that records the reactions of someone trying to disguise his or her thoughts. I have, with my instruments, verified and documented a genuine state of ecstasy. The children really pass into another state of consciousness, that which is scientifically called the alpha state. They are not lying, otherwise they would react to tests of a sensory or painful kind. A team of French scientists conducted a number of such sensory tests. They played noise into Yvonne's ears during the apparitions, 90 decibels, the equivalent of loud rock music. Yvonne did not react to the noise. Neither did Visca when a pin was stuck into her arm during the ecstasy hard enough to draw blood. Nor did Maria react when she was subjected to a temperature stimulus of 122 degrees Fahrenheit. Before the apparition, her response to the same stimulus at four-tenths of a second was normal. During the apparition, she had no reaction at all. The test had to be limited to seven seconds to avoid a serious burn. Dr. Henri Joyeux was the man in charge. It was necessary to answer the following questions. Is the ecstasy a state of sleep, a dream state, an illusion, an illness such as epilepsy, hysteria, a cataleptic state, a nervous disorder, or a pathological ecstasy? The phenomena of the apparitions at Medjugorje cannot be explained scientifically. As a matter of fact, there is no need to be a doctor to recognize that the young people are normal and sane in body and mind. Sometimes we laugh together. In the end, we have it written in black and white that we are normal. And so many people go through life without such proof. So it ends in a joke. The final word on these scientific studies may as well be this. Dr. Martinelli, the self-professed non-believer, is today a practicing Catholic. The work of the scientists remains known mostly within the scientific world, but pilgrims going to Medjugorje will find much to challenge and stimulate their spirits. First of all, it is not easy to journey to Medjugorje. After arriving in Yugoslavia, pilgrims are faced with a trip of several hours through the winding mountains to the village. They will find when they get there a community of little houses clustered in hamlets spread out over acres of rich farmland. This is Medjugorje. There is nothing to do really but open one's heart and contemplate the reason for being here. Two physical structures grab the attention. First, the huge cement cross atop nearby Mount Kreshevac, built in 1933 to commemorate the death and resurrection of Christ. The other is St. James Church, which seems very large for such a tiny place. When construction began in 1937, many people wondered at the need for such a large church. The population of Medjugorje was about 400 families. With the beginning of the apparitions, it became obvious. 
For St. James is virtually overflowing every day, all day, and Mass is said continuously in many languages. The winding, rocky path to the top of Mount Kreshevac bears a steady stream of pilgrims who sometimes, in their bare feet, climb the mountain to pray at the foot of the 15-ton cross. Dear children, the cross was in God's plan when you built it. These days especially, go up on the mountain and pray at the foot of the cross. I need your prayers. Many people in the village below have seen the cross change shape and become a pillar of light or spin on its base. When Father Yozo was arrested, many witnesses say the cross assumed the shape of the Madonna and the word Mir, the Croatian for peace, appeared in the sky. Uh, my husband looked and he said yes. Many pilgrims have had a small miracle happen to them, such as this pilgrim who says her rosary was transformed. Well, I had heard about this happening. I certainly never expected it, but just as we started to say the rosary, I noticed that the metal parts in between the beads had turned color. It was silver looking before and now it's gold looking. I feel very, very moved, very blessed. The transformation of the rosary is a mystery that was experienced by pilgrims at Fatima and now at Medjugorje. Another mysterious event is known as the miracle of the sun and was also seen at Fatima and Lourdes. These pilgrims are feeling the warmth of this miracle at Medjugorje in the churchyard of St. James. Listen. What does it look like? Tell me what you see. There's the cross. There's a cross. The cross. Oh, it was very The sun appears to change shape. Sometimes it seems to move closer to the observer, then move away. A dance. People have been able to look directly into the sun while this is happening and not hurt their eyes. They see it spin and change into a cross. And once, about 150 people saw it change into a heart with six smaller hearts around it. Look at it! Look, look, look! Medjugorje can be a profound and passionate experience. It changes lives daily. Few people look into the depths of their spiritual selves as quickly or as intensely as they do in Medjugorje. Father Kraljevic, who has witnessed many of these signs and miracles, worries that pilgrims can become confused and put too much emphasis on the signs rather than Our Lady's messages. I understand people who are looking for signs. I do understand them because it is an easy way to accomplish something that is rather difficult. It's easier to see the dance of the sun than to fast. And it is easier to speak to Witzka than to change one's own personal life. Maybe the New Testament could help us the best how to understand these moments. Jesus allowed those moments when his disciples were able to see him performing miracles. And these moments were encouraging moments for his people. But there was more to it. Those who saw those miracles really did not build a whole faith upon these miracles. These were like an encouragement. I don't see these miracles here in any different way. So Medjugorje doesn't build upon these miracles. The miracles are just a little help on the way of conversion. Our Lady said these were all signs for us to believe, and with these signs she wants our faith to become firm. It depends on us, of course. Dear children, I beg all of you, especially the members of this parish, to live my messages and tell them to whomever you meet. In their search for enlightenment, pilgrims besiege the visionaries wherever they find them. 
Visca, Ivan, Yakov, and Maria live in the village of Medjugorje, within sight of St. James Church. It is easy to find their homes, for the narrow lanes leading to them are choked with cars, buses, and pilgrims all day long. The Holy Spirit and how one can get to know the Holy Spirit better. Visca, with her naturally outgoing personality, is the most popular. On this day, she is answering questions for a group of Americans. A family friend translates. When we are praying, when we feel a joy and happiness, that means that the Spirit is with us. If we are praying and we are still narrow, that means that we still have to pray more. Can we attain total conversion on earth? And if so, how could the best way to attain I that? teach catechism. Do you have any special words that you could, I could take? Have you touched Mary before? It is remarkable how generous and patient the visionaries are with the people. Dear children, today I invite all of you to pray in order that God's plan for you and all that God wants to achieve through you can be realized. Help others to be converted, especially those who come to Medjugorje. The Blessed Mother told me that people would be coming from all around the world. She asked us to welcome them in our homes the way we would like to be welcomed. They are coming here seeking freedom. They are coming here seeking truth. They are coming here seeking God. There is more people in, in heaven uh, than in hell. Actually, they search for themselves. And searching for themselves is something very challenging. Because sooner or later, you will have to realize that it is only you and God who have to meet with you. God only and you. What Father Kraljevic means is that Medjugorje is not an end in itself, but a beginning. The beginning of the Marian age. God has given this time to the Blessed Virgin, and it will be the fulfillment of all Marian apparitions throughout history. On May 2nd, 1982, the Virgin Mary said that these were to be the last apparitions on earth. This is why they have lasted so long and the messages are so numerous. This new Marian age will be a time of great spiritual upheaval. Our Lady said in August of 1981, A great struggle is about to take place between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. Because the world is sinking into a great whirlpool of depravity and sin, God has proposed a plan for mankind. The weeds sown amongst the corn will be harvested and separated. I call on you to pray that God's plan be realized. Dear children, do not allow Satan to get control of your hearts so you would become an image of Satan and not of me? Children, darkness reigns over the whole world. The power of Satan becomes all too clear when one considers the following story told to Miriana by Mary. Once Satan challenged God to let him try to subvert all mankind. He said that people believed in God only when things were going well for them and when things weren't, they would turn their backs on him. God allowed the devil 100 years to attempt to corrupt man, and the devil chose the 20th century. Look at us now, in the final decade of that century. We leave a legacy of violence and bloodshed, unequaled in the history of civilization. Listen to Mary's message from January 25th, 1991. Today, like never before, I invite you to peace. Your prayer should be a prayer for peace. 
Satan is strong and wishes not only to destroy human life, but also nature and the planet on which you live. Therefore, dear children, pray that you can protect yourselves. On the same day Mary gave this message, Saddam Hussein began blowing up Kuwait's oil wells and dumping millions of gallons of crude oil into the Persian Gulf during the war there, fouling the air and waters of the earth. No one knows if the environmental damage can ever be reversed. And yet, mankind thirsts for peace. We cry out for it but are blind to the answer plainly before our eyes. God did not give us free will so we could blow like dry leaves before moral winds. Our Lady asks us to choose the path of holiness, for holiness is the strongest attack on Satan's power. I wish you all to be a reflection of Jesus which will enlighten this unfaithful world walking in darkness. Dear children, you are not called to darkness, but you are called to light. Live light with your life. God grants every person the ability to recognize good and evil. I am calling you to the light, which you should carry to all people who are in darkness. People who are in darkness daily come into your homes. Start this month. Turn off your television sets and remove various things which are of no value. I am calling you to pray. I am calling you to individual conversion. Conversion will be easy for all those who desire it. Admittedly, it is hard to see how seemingly small sacrifices could have a bearing on such a great drama as the one unfolding now. Many will be torn in their hearts and unsure of the proper course. Is there any hope to survive such a monumental battle? Revelations 12 speaks of a woman clothed with the sun, wearing a crown of 12 stars. This is Mary, just as she appears to the visionaries. She battles a great dragon and defeats it. How can this be? The great dragon, Satan, is defeated by love, the love of men for God, Jesus, and Mary, the same love that protects us. I am burning with love for you. Obtain victory against every sin. Overcome with love all the difficulties that come to you. By love, turn everything into good which Satan desires to destroy and possess. With love, one attains everything. Love first your own household members. I want you to love all men with my love, both the good and the bad. Clean with love every part of your heart. Little children, love, bear everything bitter and difficult for the sake of Jesus, who is love. It is said about the miracles occurring at Medjugorje that for believers, no proof is necessary. For non-believers, no proof is enough. That is true up to a point, for Mary has promised one final proof of her time here on earth. It will be the greatest sign of all. When all six visionaries have received the Ten Secrets, a permanent, visible, lasting sign will appear in Medjugorje. Here is Ivan. We know the sign and when it will be and what it will be. It will be on the hill of apparitions where Our Lady appeared the first time. All the rest is a secret. When Miriana was told what the sign would be, she wept. The first two secrets will come as warnings to the whole world and as proof that the Blessed Mother is here in Medjugorje. The third secret will be a visible sign at Medjugorje, permanent, indestructible, and beautiful. This great sign will also be a warning that time is short for conversion, and as Visca says, we should not wait for the proof and then rush to conversion. Woe to those who await the sign to be converted. For those people, it will be too late. The Blessed Mother says that is why God is giving so much time for these apparitions, so that all may come to conversion. She can't help anyone who doesn't want to change. 
You are not aware of the importance of the messages God is sending you through me. He is giving you great graces and you don't realize it. Pray to the Holy Spirit for enlightenment. If you only knew how many graces God is giving you, you would pray without ceasing. The visionaries of Medjugorje carry a magnificent burden. They have been blessed with visions from God. Yet, these visions show them a painful future for the world. No one asked these young people if they wanted these apparitions, but they accepted them, and with them came responsibility and suffering. I have a great gift from God to see Our Lady, and I was chosen by her that I might help all people to convey to them the messages with love. We often wonder why Our Lady chose us, and once we asked her, she said that God allowed her to choose whom she wanted, and she wanted us. It will remain a riddle, a mystery for all our lives. I am nothing special, and I think that was God's will. She said that she does not always look for the best. There are no coincidences. My full name is Vida, which means life. Ivanka and Ivan mean John. The Blessed Mother first appeared in Medjugorje on the Feast of John the Baptist. His message was, Repent, the Kingdom of Heaven is at hand. He prepared the way for the coming of the Messiah. Maria and Miriana both mean Mary, the Blessed Mother's name. And Yaakov means James. This is St. James Parish. <laughs> Nothing is a coincidence. Everything is a project of God. Once God intervenes in the life of a community, there is permanent change. The apparitions have changed the six visionaries forever, and they in turn have changed their little village forever. Medjugorje has affected and changed millions, and will change millions more. And the world has begun to change. From the mother who speaks to a visionary and sees her own children with more tenderness, to the father who returns to his community and devotes his time to charity or the care of others instead of his golf game, to the political institutions that are suddenly dissolving away after decades of power, our world is changing. Each of us has a personal responsibility to be involved in God's work. Medjugorje is becoming a new spiritual center, a holy environment where pilgrims may come for prayer and conversion and return to their communities to create the same environment or to create new communities in God's spirit. Conversion is the first step, the response to Mary's call, and then the possibilities for serving God are endless. What is important is that one take the first step. Can it be any harder than the first step Jesus took toward Calvary? We are nothing special, say the visionaries. In other words, they say, we are just like you. We can all be visionaries and walk beside angels. Take the first step on the incredible journey. Mary has shown us the path, and God the Father will meet you halfway, somewhere between heaven and earth. We wish to acknowledge and thank St. James Publishing for permission to use messages from their book, Words from Heaven. Words from Heaven is by far the most comprehensive published collection of the message of Medjugorje which exists. By a friend of Medjugorje, who is also the author of Between Heaven and Earth, the audio documentary you have just heard, Words from Heaven is available through his organization, Caritas of Birmingham an international mission dedicated to spreading factual information about the ongoing events of Medjugorje.
In the coming years, it will be more important to stay updated on the events of Megagoria. The mission of Caritas is dedicated to walk with you on your journey of faith. Those wishing to obtain a copy of Words from Heaven or wishing to receive other important information about Megagoria are encouraged to contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. When dialing from outside the United States, dial 001-205-672-2000. Or you can visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, and click on Contact. Thank you for listening.